Welcome to the Fitness Tech Podcast, show number three, recorded November 29th, 2010. This is the podcast that covers the latest from the world of fitness and technology for the average guy. From treadmills to Stairmasters, from GPSs to iPods, and all the latest in nutrition and workouts, we try to cover it from a tech angle. I'm your host, Jim Collison, and today, again, I am joined with, by my delightful co-host, Jamie Eichmeier, trainer here at Gallup. Hi, Jamie. How's it going? Great. How are you, Jim? Good. Did you have a good weekend? It was the Thanksgiving holiday weekend? It was the Thanksgiving. Weekend. I did well. I um, portion controlled and um, went in moderation, so good. Well, I hope, feel good. Hopefully good. Well, that's the key on Thanksgiving, <laughs> yes, right? Hopefully some folks got the opportunity to check out the, the blog post you right. put out there about kind of how to survive through Thanksgiving. I think we should probably put some posts out about how to survive through Christmas. Oh, yeah. Right? We'll have that Because it just gets worse from here on out. So uh, Today we're also joined by Jerry Wall. Jerry's a project manager here at Gallup and uh, kind of a fitness activist, uh, big into the fitness uh, um, culture that we, ha that we have here at Gallup. How are you doing today, Jerry? I'm great. Thanks Good. for having me. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I've been wanting to, ever since we thought of this idea of a mm -hmm. podcast, I always thought, oh, Jerry would be great. we got a couple others in mind, but... But uh, you're our first guest first ever, ever so that's kind of fun to have you. Um, there's a couple ways that you can contact the show if you want to get in touch with us. You can uh, email us, podcast at theaverageguy.tv. Uh, you can also fi uh, follow announcements about the show and what's going on on Twitter, The Average Guy TV, as well as read up on all the latest uh, blo uh, blogs and the podcasts that we do on theaverageguy.tv. All right, let's, let's dig right into it, Jerry. So we brought you here today. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do for Gallup, and then um, kind of tell us maybe a, a little bit of your journey over the sure. last couple of years on your fitness journey. Well, um, so for Gallup, I, I manage technology projects yeah. or projects that uh, I guess require from kind of from the ground up. So I, I do a lot of um, when there's nothing that exists for something, I, I kind of help see it through to fruition. So and, and I love that part. Um, it makes me excited to come into work every day, and that's what I love about Gallup. Um, from a fitness road, yeah. if you will, perspective, yeah. I, I have to say that throughout my entire life, pretty pretty heavy, uh, always had a problem with weight, mm. never really exercised a lot because I don't think I really knew what to do. I, you'd go to the gym, you'd lift... You'd go grab a couple dumbbells, do a couple curls, yeah. do 15. You'd be like, uh, I guess yeah. now that was kind of strenuous. Now what? Yeah. Um, I guess I can maybe do some bench presses. That looks, looks like something people there do a lot go. of. Right. Do 10 of those, and then you, you do that for two weeks, and then you see no results, and you kind of lose sight of it. So the best thing about when I started here at Gallup, and this is why I think we have such a phenomenal fitness culture, is because people like Jamie and Ryan Wolf kind of show you um, – the path, if you will, to becoming physically fit. And what I found is, is that I may weigh 10 or 15 pounds less than I did at my heaviest. Mm. And when I look at myself, I can obviously see a significant difference. Sure. But you know, when I first started three years ago, three and a half years ago now, actually it was three years ago. Yep. I couldn't do I couldn't do 15 push-ups in a row, and now I can do 65 in a minute. So that's great. Really that's that's great. That's huge. So. Yeah. Take us kind of on your journey. I mean, so three years ago, and, and we all we kind of have these stories here yeah. at Gallup. And you know, if your if your employer, if you're listening to this, and your employer offers some kind of fitness benefits, yes. whether it's their own facility, which if you you have your own facility and you're not going to it, you're just crazy. Yeah. Uh, or if they they provide reimbursement, right? Some organizations mm -hmm. provide reimbursement. You should take some opportunity 
uh, and sure. check with your employer. And then maybe you can put a little pressure on your employer. Exactly. Every, um, I mean, culture and corporate fitness center, you know, corporate company needs to have a fitness center or a fitness program of some sort in place or support to go somewhere. Yeah, because it does make a huge difference. Jerry, when you got here a couple years ago, the weight was higher than it is now. I mean, how yeah. much have you lost over the last? So when I think when I started here, I weighed about 190 pounds, um, which was pretty average for me. I think the highest I ever weighed in college was 242. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was quite and, a bit. And how tall are you? Just I'm about 5'6", so okay. I was very okay. rotund. <laughs> um, and then, you know, when I started here, I, I had lost a little bit of weight. I was probably in the upper 180s. And then I, I found out that there was a gym here and that there were two full-time trainers, which blew me away because for the size of this organization, I was like, that, that's crazy. These guys must just be sitting. Because I came from a previous culture that had a similar setup. They had their own gym. They mm -hmm. had a staff of trainers on hand, and barely anyone used it. Really? And I, yeah. And I came down here the first day, and there was a ton of people down there. And I think one of the things that really endeared me to working out here specifically was one, it it was the step-by-step -step that, the, that the trainers took me through. So being able to put me on a plan, um, that was the first thing, was to get on some kind of a plan or some kind of a structure. So Monday I do this, Tuesday I'm gonna do this, Wednesday I'm gonna do this, and it was different. Mm -hmm. You know, it, was, it wasn't the same thing over and over again. Secondly, you know, there was a weight loss goal that I had in mind, so I wanted to track that. So monitoring, um, you know, my diet a little bit. And then thirdly was just seeing seeing some improvement, you know, being able to look in the mirror and not seeing fat or seeing some muscle development. I think that's what I told Ryan the first day is I don't want to be huge. I don't want to be the, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger sure. in his heyday, not now, but in his heyday. <laughs> uh, but I want to be toned and I want to be able to run a mile without dying and if you can give me those things, that would be great. And then you reach that goal, and then you say, well, you know, I see all of these people, and that was the nice thing about here, is so many people do it. Then you have people coming to you saying, gosh, you know, are you going to do the corporate cup? Well, I don't, I've never run six miles before in my entire life. Well, you should do it. Well, I, yeah, but come on, we're going to go running. Well, uh, I, no, you have no excuse. I mean, we're going to go run three miles right now, so come on. Right. You know, get your stuff and let's go. And then you just, you kind of get involved. You, you build friendships and relationships with the people here. And that's, this this culture is really about relationships anyway. So having those people that you see down at the gym could be you, it could be, it could be anyone. You know, I feel like I could go down and work out with anyone at any time. Yeah, you know, I think that's a real big mm -hmm. important um, component of fitness. Um, and, and not a lot, I don't think it takes a lot of technology necessarily, but but uh, building relationships in this, and we all hold each other accountable, right. and we're talking about it all the right. time. Mm -hmm. I think one of the, the tools that we've put in place that has been successful is our SharePoint, right, which is uh, the ability to kind of just share that information mm -hmm. across, uh, mm -hmm. across the web, so to speak, our internal uh, intranet site. And we challenge each other out there. Hey, I'm, I'm going to do this this weekend. I set up the turkey trot this Friday. I sent out a note to everybody yeah. and said, hey, who wants to be, who wants to participate? And of course, the three of us, All three of us are there. participated yeah. in that. And, uh, and, and a little coincidence there. But it, it's that technology, the, the tool is about uh, uh, gathering people together yeah. and, and getting opportunities. I, I think I've run with different people each weekend now for the last three or four weekends. And we've used that gathering point, that social networking gathering point. So I think technology can be used 
in fitness around social networking. I know for the uh, Lincoln Marathon, a race that we'll have here in Lincoln, Nebraska uh, in the spring, um, one of the guys has already started a Facebook site. Mm -hmm. And so it's got, I think it's got 90 members already. Right. And it'll probably balloon mm -hmm. out to four or 500 by the yeah. time it's done. And he does a great job uh, with that, Adam. Um, because they're, they're, I'm gonna, so I'll train for that event, and I know that I'll train for that event, and I, I'll have my, my schedule of things that I'll do, but if it's a Friday or Saturday, and I know that there's gonna be 15 or 20 people that I might know that are gathering someplace to go run, I'm more than, I'm more inclined to do that, or, right. or mm -hmm. to have someone kind of say, hey, you said you were gonna be here for this, and you didn't show up. Yeah. What's wrong with you? It, right. does, it does make a difference. So that's a great way to use technology, right, to gather, yes. Yes. to gather folks together. And then I think with, in the social media space, by using uh, Facebook or MySpace, although I don't know anybody using MySpace at this point, but using those Twitter, using those types of tools to gather crowds is very, very mm -hmm. efficient in that way. Uh, email, of course, is one of those we use a lot. Send it to a group and, and get folks together. Um, Jerry, you recently, you, you had smoked for, for quite a few years, and you, yeah. you recently quit. Yes. What was the success factor there? What, what kind of helped you get past that? Um, well, that's a good question. What was it that, well, for one, you know, we set goals. I, we, set, we set a variety of different goals here. Uh, we have financial goals that we set for ourselves once a year when we do our um, our yearly review process. So we don't just have goals that are related to work, we have well-being goals. And I think the, the year and a half, I think that I worked for you, <laughs> the entire year and a half, that was one of those items that was sort of out there looming yeah. um, as, a, as something to, to give up. And I told myself, because I had gotten into running so much, I, I got to the point where I said, I'm not gonna go any further and I'm not gonna get any better unless I quit unless I quit smoking. So I had had a uh, run of uh, 10Ks and I had had personal records at 48 minutes, which was great for me at the time. And then the year after, I'd put on a little bit more weight, I was still smoking, and I saw that, that time go up to 51 minutes. Mm. And I thought to myself, you know, this has got to be, I've got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. I've got two young kids. Um, I, I claim to be a fitness proponent and, and someone that's actively you know, promotes fitness and tries to get others involved with fitness. And I'm not looking like a very good role model being a smoker. And so, for you know, for all of those reasons, I just kicked it. And, and did you That's go, great. Jerry. Yeah, that is That's great. It's a huge thing. accomplishment. Yeah. Did you use any, um, did you go cold turkey? I, I started out going cold turkey yeah. and then realized that that was probably not a good idea. So I did do the, I did the patches for, um, I think, nine days okay. with the patches. Okay. Um, and then I said, you know, this isn't, this isn't doing me any good with this, and I took the patches off, and that was it. So March third, be a year. Wow, coming up. Yeah, your one year anniversary. Your one year is coming yeah. up this March. This March. Fantastic. And there was actually a good website that we had that they offered here through our well-being called QuitNet, hmm. which actually tracks the money that you would save by giving up smoking the years that you add to your life. Wow. And then, um, so it is interesting because I'll get an email every once in a while. You go out to the site, you have your little profile page. It's, sure. It's, the technology isn't super flashy, but it tells a good story. So you can go out and take a look and go, wow, I've saved $900 wow. not smoking, and I have added you know, almost a year and a half wow. back to my life, which is, you know, 
that's pretty significant when you take a look at, you know, almost $1,000 that you save by not smoking. Now, yeah. Exactly. I haven't saved that money. Right. Oh put God. it away any, any place. It's gone out of the ether. <laughs> well, but you're being used for other things, yeah. I'm sure. Sure. Being, being repurposed. Yes. Uh, in that. What was that website again? Quitnet. Quitnet. Uh, yeah, I think if you just okay. Google Quitnet, you can go out there. Quitnet.com? I believe so. Okay. I would have to verify Quit, that. You know, short for Quit Network, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, dot com. Okay. And we'll we'll look that up and put those in yeah. the show notes yeah. as well. And so so folks may be struggling with that. So what was your ten, what's your 10K, your most recent 10K time, right? You were talking in the 50s right. year before when you were when you were smoking this latest corporate cup in the fall, what was your time? 45 11. 45 wow. Dude, that is smoking. That's Fastest I've ever run anything awesome. in my entire life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, I like knowing that I can just roll out of bed pretty much any given day <laughs> and run, yeah. you know, eight or nine miles without a struggle. And even when I was, uh, you know, in pretty good cardiovascular shape, just running that distance is not always a given. Yeah. Well, and there's some amazing benefits that, that, your body starts uh, to to realize the the day you stop smoking. Yes. And um, and we don't I don't know if we want to sound like smoking Nazis here, but yeah. but I think from a fitness standpoint that that's um, you know losing weight and quitting smoking are pretty two pretty big items if you want to be especially healthy. with um, heart disease and high blood pressure and you know triglycerides and cancers of course. Yeah. So. Jerry, we know you're on a time schedule, but I'm going to ask you a couple more questions yeah. here around um, what's your favorite technology gadget that you use for fitness? I mean, what, what have you, yeah. what do you kind of use? Do you use anything? Are you kind of a purist? What? No, I am not a purist, Jim. <laughs> I am a, uh, I, I love my Garmin Forerunner. Uh, I have a 305, okay. uh, 405 that I got for my 40th birthday, oddly enough. Really? Um, and <laughs> the best thing about that, obviously, because it tracks every mile that you've run other than being on a treadmill. So just, it's a great way to look back at, at every run that you've had over the course of Can a year. Can you download that? Too? Yeah, okay. Garmin provides some fantastic software yeah. that comes with it um, that'll show the course that you've run. Um, and do you use all those features? I do. Okay. I see the elevation. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll run similar courses. I'll set training programs for myself. Um, if I'm doing a lot of speed work, um, you know, I'll kind of gauge where I'm at over the course of a period of time just to kind of see where I, where I came from and where I've gone. And um, so, from from a training perspective, because this was a, a year that I told myself I was going to be just a lot more dedicated and a lot more serious to, to getting better times at the events that I run in. Because I don't want to necessarily win, but I do want to do better than I did the last time. Sure. And so that is definitely um, the one piece of technology that I absolutely cannot live without um, from a calorie burning perspective. I know I wore it Friday with you guys and um, the end of the thing I was like, okay, I've got, okay, we ran 850 average, yeah, you know, 952 nice calories. So it's just for anyone that's geeky about that kind of stuff, it's um, it's relatively inexpensive. I think they run about 150 bucks. Actually, there's a deal, and I'll put this in the show notes. There's a deal at Amazon. I think this week or weekend, $99 for the 305. No nice. way. Yeah, I just oh. so so. I hope I hope that's correct. I'll go back and take a look. But you can find you can find deals, and especially here at Christmas time, right. make a great gift for oh, yeah. for an aspiring um, runner. Jerry, I got to ask you the question: uh, What kind of shoes do you wear? I am a New Balance 1225. 
fan. I mildly, I used to severely overpronate when I was a little heavier. Now I just mildly overpronate. And for anyone that doesn't know what that is, is when you're, you kind of run like a duck a little bit, and this kind of helps correct that. Um, I tried a variety of different shoes from uh, Mizuno, uh, Wave Nirvana, to uh, Asics, um, the gel. Um, what was that? I can't even think of it. But I've had problems. Yeah, it was the Nimbus. Mm-hmm. None of them really did that great for my, uh, for my foot or my gait. And I was blowing through pairs of shoes after 250 mm. miles. And that's another thing that I really watch out for is how many miles I put on a pair of shoes. And uh, the 1225s, uh, the pair that I'm in right now, have gone for almost 10 months. Wow. I haven't had any injury or yeah. um, they're, they're not showing any sign of wearing down. That's good. So, I'm a big fan. Would you say you have a wide foot or a narrow foot? I have a normal foot. And I have gotten sized, Uh which I think for anyone that is serious about running, should at least at one point in time go and get sized appropriately and have someone take a look at their their gait just to make sure that Mm -hmm. they're, you know, have someone put you in a decent pair of shoes um, to kind of start off with so you know and get educated about what to look for. Yeah. Yeah, um, you want to look for in shoes, um, definitely like the width, but if you have flat feet or you pronate a lot, you want in the middle, there will be like a gray material that will show that's supported more. Yes. To prevent you from pronating and help your arch type. And then um, if you want super stability, if you're a major pronator, then underneath they'll have like a plastic hard um, piece to help really support your foot from pronating in. And um, if you are running your shoes, wearing them out on the back side of the heel, that's normal. But when you look at your pattern underneath, you want it to be wearing down the middle, because then you know that's the right shoe for you. Yeah. Whereas if it's on the outside, then it um, may not be enough support, and if it's on the inside, then it's too much, you need to back off. So that's another good thing to look for, too. So, like, what are, I mean, I've always wondered some of the common injuries. I, I always had, when I was in a bad pair of shoes, I'd always get, Knee pain. Uh, knee. It was knee and it was ankle. I don't oh, know, yeah. For whatever reason, my ankles, I, I'd have horrible mm. ankle problems. Mm-hmm. And I remember running my first corporate cup in a pair of Nike Pegasus shoes that I should have never been running in, ever. Oh, no. Um, for, the, for the way that I run. Not that they're bad shoes. They were, they were great. But just the pain that I was feeling during that mm. race. What are some, I mean, are those the types of things that you should be aware yes, of? Yes, and if you sh- start getting shin splints, yeah. that's another sign, and um, knee and ankle pain, like you said. And it could be the totally wrong shoe for you, or you overran in them, what, put too many miles on, you haven't changed them. Or if you start getting, like, holes in your shoes, or, like, the bottom part. <laughs> well, that's no probably the last yeah. sign, right? Last the last sign, sign that you need to replace your shoes is you got holes. Holes in the bottom of my or shoes. These right? are the shoes I ran in in college. Yeah, okay, if you, you mow in them, <laughs> don't mow in your running but shoes. But you know, people that do get started, you, you're, I'm sometimes I'm shocked at what they'll show up to go out and run and it's like exactly. you shouldn't be sure. running in the well why yeah you're gonna get hurt yeah well, I, sh- I have horrible shin splints so i don't run well it's probably That's your right. shoes yeah. yes if you're running in pain and I, and I think a lot of people probably misread th- that pain and they say well i'm not a runner because i i'm in pain well yeah. 
you so might, reason, yeah, you yeah. might not one be working out right to get to where you can run. Because right? exactly. I think if you haven't run before, the worst thing you can do is start running. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so, so obvious, but yeah, it's yeah, true. you need to kind of work into that. You and, do. and then the second thing is you need to make sure you have the right equipment. And if you're running, and I've had good shoes that cause pain, and yes. I just stop using them. Right. And and you know, shoes are expensive, so that's a tough call if you buy a Pair of shoes. Yeah, you know some of our friends uh, over at Peak Performance here. They're they're local in the Omaha area, local shoe store. Mm -hmm. Jerry, you had mentioned you know getting fit. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's a. I think it's worth the. Um, I think it's worth the extra dollars to get a professional. It really is. Right? They have a walking track there, right there in the store. They watch you um, walk down the track, to watch your gait and your foot type, and um, look at your old shoes to see where you're wearing them out at and. They're really good at fitting you with yeah. a good pair of shoes. And you want it like a half a size to a full size bigger in a running shoe because yeah. your feet expand when you run. Yeah. So I think if you haven't, if you don't have a good shoe, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter this in a second, Jerry, because I, I wanted you to talk a little bit about this. If, if you don't have a good shoe, I think the worst thing you can do right now is go to the internet. Right. Or a big, big box, big sports store. And you know, and I don't want to rip all of them. Some of them have some really good shoe guys or mm -hmm. gals there, but I, I think you, you go to a really good store, get fitted for a pair or two, and figure out how they fit. You're gonna pay, you're gonna pay the right amount of money for them, right? I mean, it, you you're, you're buying a tool. Um, Jerry, one of the things I wanted to bring in on is because you do buy your shoes online, mm -hmm. but but you found a shoe that fits for you, yes. and then once once you know that shoe you're able to go and purchase that. You're getting the right size. You're getting the right shoe. Now, as models change, you may need to go back yeah. and have and have somebody take a look yeah. just to make sure you're getting the right mm -hmm. shoe. So I, I want to really emphasize the value of those of those stores. Uh, and, and they don't sponsor this show or anything like that. Yeah. I, I just think um, there's been a great opportunity um, to, to go there and get, get fitted correctly for, for really made a huge difference for me. I'm a Saucony guy. I love my Saucony's, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and they fit great. I tried some Brooks. Those didn't work out as well. I probably won't go back to that shoe uh, in, in the future. But it's just a, it, you, you can't underemphasize the the, uh, the shoe buying. So when you um, when you go to buy a shoe online, Jerry, do you go? To, are you loyal to a particular place, or you, you just shop price? No, I go to. I have um, one of two places that I'll buy Joe's New Balance Outlet. Joe's New Balance Outlet. Yeah, okay. that's one place that I yeah. just absolutely love for any running gear paraphernalia. Is they've got, and I'm a New Balance fan anyway. So, um, and then Kelly's Running Warehouse. Okay, that's mm -hmm. the second place that I'll go if they don't have my my size or whatever there. You can find great deals on eBay. Um, I've bought shoes before off of eBay, and they came in like an envelope and <laughs> oh no, my gosh. No box and. And like, huh? But they worked out. They worked out just fine. I sure. have a pair of Nike Freeze uh, 5.0s that I that I've had for years. I, I don't. I wouldn't run in them anymore because I've had them for years. But I still wear them to to just kind of kick around in because they're they're comfortable and they're also doing some benefit for yeah. my feet as well. But Jimmy, yeah. what is um, what's the recommended distance on a shoe typically? Um, 500 miles for most shoes. Okay. Otherwise, the uh, high step stability shoes are 700 miles. Yeah. And I would imagine mm -hmm. there's a time limit on that too, right? And right. this shoe is seven years old. I'd say the cutoff is one year. Yeah. yeah. Yep, okay. For sure. So 500 miles are a year. Right. Depending right. upon what you're doing. Exactly. And, and view that purchase as um, saving yourself for maybe surgery. 
It's oh, definitely medical it's, bills. For yeah, sure. it's significant. I've had a lot of friends that have that are my age in their forties and so yeah, I you know, oh I've had I have, you know, had horrible knee problems since I started trying to run. I'll ask them all, you know, that's the first thing I ask. How old are your shoes and right. what kind of shoes are you running in? I don't know, some you know I had a friend of mine tell me that he was just gonna go out and buy because of the all of the natural running stuff. He was just going to go out and buy a pair of Converse Chuck Taylors oh, and start no. running those because they didn't have any support in them. I said that you're missing the point. Yeah. Um, those are just not shoes that are built for for any kind of running no. at all. Um, you know, you go with a, a low technology shoe like a Nike Free or um, there's a couple of other uh, like a Vibram or something like that. Those are at least made to support your foot in a way that you're not going to do. Um, <laughs> the, the kind of damage that maybe a Chuck Taylor yeah. would, I would ride. Yeah. You know, since we've been running, and, and I know we've talked a lot about running on this show, and, and not everybody's going to want to run, but I uh, ran a lot of races in 2010, and I don't know why, but I look at a lot of shoes. Uh, it, it's, it's one of those things I'm out there, I'm kind of looking what everybody else is wearing. And I, I'm not surprised at the 10Ks, and I see some Chuck Taylors show up. Yeah. Or, and, and guys and gals, mostly guys, are stupid that way. Uh, do it, but wow, that's got to be pretty painful Ouch. on the feet, and, and certainly they'll be the, yeah, and they'll be the warriors who say, you know, I can do it, um, but uh, why? Why? You know, why would you want Don't to? So, um, Jerry, last question yeah. for you around. Uh, okay, so we talked a little bit about shoes. Any other gear? We talked about your Garmin, but mm -hmm. any other gear that, from from a fitness perspective, you just couldn't live without? Um, boy. My shoes, your shoes, my Garmin, your watch. Are you partial to any kind of uh, any kind of tech running gear uh, that you a shirt or a, a different a kind of brand of? You know, I'm I, I will, I've said it before and I will say it again. Um, I'm a New Balance fan, and not just because they I, I like just the color of their stuff, but I I've always found that no matter what, if I there there it's a quality garment that you're putting on um, their stuff is built for running and there's a difference between putting on a pair of shorts and putting on a pair of running shorts yeah. and you know mm -hmm. that and and why if you're going to wear tights in, in the winter time or whatever that some of what the benefits are of those and, and specifically what they're targeting so um, their stuff is consistently built well um, so okay. that's that's the last yeah. plug I'll put in for you. <laughs> there you go, Jamie. What's going on in a? What's the difference between a tech, what we would call a tech shirt, right, mm -hmm. and a cotton shirt? I mean, a, if I'm just starting with this, what's what's the difference? A cotton shirt price? you're gonna get sweaty with. It's not gonna wick away the moisture, and you're gonna be hot longer with it, and it won't cool you down. Whereas a dry fit shirt, you know, made of like rayon and polyester, that's gonna wick away the sweat and moisture from you and you're going to cool down faster and you're going to be more comfortable whereas it will dry out and actually keep you going whereas if you wear the cotton it's going to be soaked the whole entire time yeah, you're working yeah. out. And that also I found like with the cotton shirts that your body when you sweat you're obviously pouring out a lot of salt too. Yes. And that can cause for some abrasions. Right. Um, so if a lot you of. that you get like chafing or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. that's probably mm -hmm. because you have a lot of salty deposits and you can get I've got some low-end very cheap shirts that I bought that I just work out in but if I'm gonna go run run I, I typically will spend the money to buy a high dollar um, 
shirt or garment sure. that really does wick and really does get all of that stuff away from you because it, it makes a huge when you're running 26 miles the last thing that you want to do yeah. is start going my shirt weighs 15 <laughs> pounds now yes. exactly yeah. um, and the amazing thing is i found in the summer it keeps you cooler in the yeah. winter it keeps you warmer it's true yeah. mm -hmm. you're very true and yeah. it's important to get dry fit socks too because otherwise um it'll prevent blisters getting them and um keep your feet well you know, comforted, but if you have cotton socks on, it's easy to get blisters, your yes. feet heat up, you just feel awful, and then... Yeah. I can I can get away with cotton socks on a 10K. Yeah, but, on a 10K. But after that, it starts yeah. getting uncomfortable. It does. And, and there's a difference in... Um, in quality too of dry fit, oh, all dry sure. fit is not made the same. No. And so I've noticed some of the dry fit shirts that I've gotten at races that you know you pay 25 bucks for, the race, right. and they give you a free T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I might as well be wearing razor blades. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Are not recommended. No, running. they're they're not. To the, even though you got them at a fitness event, yeah, maybe not the the the, the most soft material. Right. And you said polyester, and that's kind of funny because we made fun of polyester in I the 70s, know. and it's come back, right? It it's has. come back, and 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 during the Omaha Marathon, I wore a Nike um, compression mm -hmm. shirt. That and and that's the first time I run a long distance in compression and I loved it. It didn't yeah. move. the The advantage of compression is it didn't move at all. Yeah. Oh no. So it it just it it hugged my body and and the sweat went right through it and then evaporated. Yeah. So um, that was fantastic. Even sopping wet, it still didn't move. Which you know for guys. You don't want your shirt moving. No, I don't, not at all. And, and at the and very end, it didn't even look like you're sweating. Oh, yeah, you know, I've got some pictures, and you can see the salt oh, right yeah. really? on my sleeves. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where, and, and at the end of the race, you know, I just poured water over my head, and, and uh, it just kind of washed it all out. It was oh, about, nice. even, even sopping wet, that was a very comfortable shirt. Now it was a $30 shirt at, at one of the sports stores here. But that's now my favorite running shirt, you know, hmm. for long distance. So. So the tech associated with that shirt is fantastic, right? right. And, and I just think we're, if you're in an era of fit, we're in an era of fitness where we're seeing great technology in shoes, in socks, in shorts, in compression shirts, in, in shirts, in hats, gloves. Oh, exactly. I mean, all those things. Gloves. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. So excellent. Well, Jerry, any other, anything else you wanted to add um, from, a, from a fitness standpoint? I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of in the zone. Um, what's your next? Uh, what, what are you looking forward to next from a fitness activity? What, what's on your radar? We'll do uh, Trek the Tower in February. Trek the Tower, so a local Omaha local event Omaha where we event. run up uh, 40 some flights. 44 flights. 44 flights of stairs yeah. at the First National Bank building here in mm -hmm. Omaha, yeah. downtown Omaha. So, so something to do during the winter. Yeah, something to do. Something to shoot for. Good. The view is beautiful at the it top. Is. Once you yeah, get to the top, you're pretty sick. You're you get pretty sick, and you're gasping for air at that time, and your and quads coughing. are killing you, and coughing from yeah. all the dry air. And yeah. Uh, but that's uh, I don't I don't know why I'm so drawn to that event. I've done it. This will be the third year in a row that I've done it. And I finished 68th last year, and love to finish. That's the top. really good. Wow. Wow. That's pretty aggressive. Yeah. I think I was in the mid-sevens last year, and uh, my goal will be a, uh, something with a six yeah, in, front, in front. If I can do a 659, that would be, that oh, would nice. be great. 
a great trek up. But you know, winter uh, um, stair climbing, right? So folks talk about activities you can do in the winter. Mm -hmm. You and I tried to run today, Jamie, and it rained oh, and then hailed and it snowed. It. Yeah, uh, crazy. And a good thing we didn't go out. That'd have been a miserable run. Cool. We ended up going, you know, coming inside. Especially since we only had shorts on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try and get Wolf here next week. Uh, Wolf's our other trainer to talk a little bit about the science behind stairs. Yes. But but stairs are an amazing workout, and, and even if you just walk them. If you work in a building that has three or four or flights or more, uh, Jamie, there's got to be some serious advantage to just walking the stairs one oh. or two or three or four times I a mean, day. it burns more calories than running does and elliptical and all those other machines. But, like, it works your quads more and your whole lower body, which is your majority of the major muscle groups, and that burns more calories and gets your heart rate up faster and higher, and um, it's just great overall fitness workout. Yeah. Yeah, so something, something in the totally winter, different. right? I love the fact that we do this in the winter, and then we'll train here for that three or probably three days a week. We'll do some kind of stair routine here starting starting pretty quick. And it's amazing um, you burn 10 calories per flight. Now, is that running or walking, or does it matter? Um, doesn't matter. Okay. Because if you're running, you get up there faster. If you're walking, wow. it'll take longer. So you'll still get 10 my calories. fitness goal was, was uh, 300. Right. Right. I mean, I can pretty easily get to that within a, a 15 or 20 minute workout. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So huge benefits. You're inside, right, most of the inside. time. You're not outside during the winter. Now, no. if you're in Florida or Arizona and California, some of those you can run outside all year round. Us here in the in the Midwest on the East Coast. Um, yeah, we need something got during Canada. the winter months. We actually had a Canada listener last week. Nice. I, I saw oh. him come in. So if you're up in Canada. Um, well, Jerry, I appreciate you coming in. Thank uh, you, guys. You Thanks, bet. It's Jerry. great to have awesome. you. We'll try and have you back uh, from time to time, and you can you can join us on this. You're welcome to stay around. Jamie and I are going to spend the next uh, 10 minutes or so talking about this this tech gear, but we'll let you go. Thanks for Thank you, guys, yeah, and thank you, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Thanks. So, um, uh, Jamie, you found this. Uh, yes. You found this kind of high tech thing at, at Geeks. No, at um, ThinkGeek, right? ThinkGeek.com. And they, mm -hmm. my kids love that. See, Jerry, my kids love that site. All kinds of high-tech geek exactly. gadgets. But, but tell us, tell me what you kind of found. Uh, There's there. this um, amazing like Wi-Fi within scale, and it takes your body fat percentage, your BMI, your weight, and um, so it's not just your typical scale. It can track up to eight family members on this scale. And it will remember each person differently, and it auto-recognizes each one as they step on the That's scale. That's kind of crazy. Which is crazy. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. That's amazing. So it must be measuring kind of who you are by exactly. your electrical impulses or something. Right. And um, so it's like this big glass scale that has aluminum weighs on it that measures in kilograms, pounds, and, or and stone. And stone, yeah. <laughs> For our British listeners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's through a biometric impedance analysis, which is like sends up these UVA rays that determines what your body fat is and um, your weight. And um, then it measures your body fat through that, too. So that's amazing. I know, that is crazy. And so, I mean, this scale, you think, oh my gosh, is that accurate? Is that just a waste of money? But it is accurate because it has that bioelectric impedance. And um, the best thing is to keep consistent with one scale and don't keep switching through different scales. Sure. That's where it gets off track. Sure. So stick with the scale. Now, it is $150. It is. I think. 
Right. And there's ways, uh, we always find ways, they send 10% coupons and there's a variety of ways exactly. to get. Exactly. Um, there's, there's kinds of tech gadgets you can, um, you know, you can find coupon codes for. But 150, it's a high-tech scale. It is. Um, and they also have a free iPhone application to monitor your weight and fat mass. Now that's kind of crazy, right? Yes, so yeah. you can track it with your iPhone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I found one of the interesting things there was that each person gets their own unique login at a secure website as well. So if you don't want to share your oh, weight goodness. with somebody, right, it's password protected. Um, so you'd, you'll step on it. Uh, now, I'm assuming in this mm -hmm. you need to have Wi-Fi enabled at your house, right? You it's do. not going to work, so no. you need to have a Wi-Fi signal. Exactly. But it'll connect to your Wi-Fi, and then you'll step on the scale. It'll measure you, your BMI. It'll send all those results to the website. Right. Then you can go in and log that. You can track it on a daily basis. Why, Jamie, why is, it, why is daily important on this? You know, I've heard people say you should only measure yourself once a week, once a week mm -hmm. or once a month. Um, what is the benefit? And, and I mean, it's daily too much. Should should it just be once a week, or what do you think? Um, for certain people, every day could be too much. You know, if people are like overboard about it, you don't want to get overboard. But you can track every day um, to see if you're going up half a pound or down half a pound. Because if you go up half a pound, you can know exactly where that half a pound is coming from by if you drink mm. too much alcohol, or if you ate too much, or I mean, that will really hold yourself accountable. And then um, as long as you're, like, in moderation, you know, not overboard with it, then you can do it every single day. And the cool thing is, like, um, if you or your family are part of an online fitness program, like WeightBot, FitBurn, or Google Health, it can auto-share your data no with way. those services. Wow. Yeah, it's expanding your ability to reach your fitness goals. That's pretty amazing. It is. Wow. So it's like what they come up with. Yeah. It blows my mind. A, a serious high-tech gadget yes. that's serious about With accurate you. results. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so that's out of Think Geek. We'll put, a, we'll put the link in the show notes for that if anybody wants to go out and uh, take a look at that. But kind of, a, kind of an interesting, especially going into the end of the year. Exactly. Interesting right. gadget uh, yes. maybe for a family uh, that is all trying to be health conscious going into 2011, an opportunity to... Which is a great jump, investment. Jump on that, yeah. Yes. Jump on that and, and, and get that done. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Excellent. Well, you know what? It seems like these podcasts go faster and faster oh, every, goodness. every time we do them. Um, oh, man. But we're coming up here towards the end. I um, want to remind folks that they can uh, email their questions uh, or comments great. to what we do on the show. We are getting a pretty good response from some folks. I think uh, last week we had uh, 35 or 40 again uh, listen to the second podcast. It was Thanksgiving, so some folks, you know, everybody was moving. Yet, yeah, you know. everybody was moving around and, and such. But um, as a reminder, um, you can find the show notes for this show as well as the other podcasts that we do on the Average Guy Network at uh, theaverageguy.tv as well. You can email the show. That's just podcast at theaverageguy.tv. And again, you can follow um, upcoming announcements. I tweet a bunch of stuff out. Uh, using the the Twitter ID the uh, the uh, the T H E not the the right <laughs> the average guy uh, TV all one word the average guy TV you can also hear me weekly on the home server show and actually we created much controversy this week on the home server show and oh. uh, amazing traffic there you'll have to go over to the home server show right, right. and listen to that show I heard it's really good it, it was well thank you you're welcome uh, where we talk about the Microsoft home server product as well as other backup products from a technology standpoint. Um, okay, we're at the end of another podcast. 
Thank wow. you, listeners. Yeah, they go fast. Again, really fast. don't uh, don't hesitate. You know, as we move forward, we'd love to hear about um, your ideas, things that you want to talk about from a tech perspective. Uh, if you want to be interviewed on the show, let us know. Right. Uh, maybe we can work that out. And uh, Christmas is coming up next week. I know we're going to try and talk about maybe the body bug mm-hmm. as a as an opportunity to um, lose some weight or gain some fitness. We should stop maybe saying lose weight. We should say gain fitness. <laughs> gain health. That's right. Gain fitness. Gain um, um, health insurance. That's right. Right. Yeah, it's health, health insurance. insurance for tomorrow. That's right. Yes. That's a great. That's so your workout today is your health insurance for tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. So, all right. We hope you have a good week. Uh, be healthy and be strong. And uh, and remember to let technology be your friend as you do that. It and, will really uh, guide you. We'll be back uh, next week for uh, episode four. All right. See you all then. Right. Have a good week. Thank you.